Hi, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, a canine nutritionist with an innate obsession with dogs and the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I'm your host Kat Jepson and here with me today is Megan, dog mama to Maggie and Rosie. Um, hi Megan, thank you for joining us today. Hi. Um, hi. So Megan wants to discuss with us today how she kind of started fresh food feeding and also touch on how social media helped her in her natural feeding journey and we're also going to touch on the pros and cons of social media in fresh food for dogs so let's dive right in so then megan um why don't we start with a little bit of an introduction why don't you tell us a little bit about you and maggie and rosie so i'm megan uh, i have maggie who is a rottweiler cross with a beagle she's four years old and she is the laziest dog you have ever met. <laughs> and then we've got Rosie, who is a Rottweiler, who is almost 18 months old, who is polar opposite, always on the go. Oh, well, they both sound absolutely delicious. Now, Megan is, well, I should say you are on Instagram, but each, you know, each my, uh, Maggie and Rosie have their own Instagram accounts, don't they? So yeah. I already know what they look like and they are delicious. Um, so what um, what does your natural journey look like at the moment and how did it start? How did you get into feeding fresh food for your, for your fur babies? So I think, because Maggie was our first dog, so we've had her two and a half years now and we've only had Rosie a couple of months. So it all started with Maggie originally. So I'd had dogs as a child and as a teenager at home. And obviously I wasn't really in charge of feeding them. It was all up to my parents. And they were literally just go to the shop, go to the supermarket, get some, get a tin of food and some biscuits and off the dog went. So I thought that's, <laughs> that's just what dogs ate. I thought that's that was it yeah, and yeah. speaking to like other friends and family members their dogs just ate that as well and then it wasn't until i joined instagram until i saw dogs bios saying things like raw fed um and like promoting different brands of fresh food raw food so i thought hang on what's all this about and had a little go not gonna lie maggie isn't the greatest with like chunky raw food she can turn her nose up at it but I think that's because she didn't have the best diet when we first got her so she's just got into a routine of the first two years of her life she was just eating tinned food and that is probably what she prefers um she doesn't know what's good for her and what's not whereas Rosie has always been raw fed at her previous home she was raw fed um since they got her so we've just kept that on um, with her. So we try and compromise Maggie's with lots of um, veg um, and she loves fish. So we might mix up her food with fish quite often. So so do you feed Maggie and Rosie the same, the same foods? No, you feed them different yeah. foods. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, Rosie eats a lot more than Maggie as well. And yeah. Maggie's a bit, um, Rosie's more of a grazer, whereas Maggie scoffs her food. So we have to watch the portion sizes and feed them separately because once Maggie's finished, she's 
trying to eat Rosie's food. If you put Rosie's food in front of Maggie, she wouldn't eat it. She'd turn her nose yeah. up at it, she doesn't like it. But because it's in Rosie's bowl, she'll eat, she'll want to try and have a bit of it. <laughs> yeah. so, it sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so how old was Maggie when did you rescue Maggie? Is Maggie from a rescue? Yeah. She's not from a rescue. We've oh. just we rehomed her. So we've worked right, out okay. through the powers of Instagram that we're her fifth home. Oh wow, really? Yeah, we did it. Oh, know. poor Maggie. She's probably had about five different diets anyway. Oh, uh, I was gonna say. But um what was the question? Well, no, I, I asked her how old she was when, uh, when you got her. Nearly two. Nearly two. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I think, you know, dogs tend to, to tend to sort of like learn their preference for food based on what they are fed when they are really young. So if she has been fed like really poor diets, which taste great to dogs because it's like their version of a McDonald's, basically. That's, it's like that's kibble. how we say all the time. It's like <laughs> if you opened up a tin in front of Maggie, she think it's like a takeaway. Yeah. My, yeah. my dogs are the same. My dogs are the same. But And I just think it, it sometimes it can be really hard to get them out of that. I remember when I first got Boris and Barney. Uh, well, I got Boris first a couple of years before we got Barney. And I used to, I didn't know hardly anything about, well, I didn't know anything about raw feeding at that point. I used to give him pepperamis as treats thinking that it was okay. And it wasn't until I learned about, you know, what well, that's really not okay, really, really not okay. Um that we started to change but because Boris was used to eating the lower quality foods and the highly processed foods he did really I did really struggle to transition him onto raw and only now in the past kind of 12 months has he started eating the full raw meaty bones you know like the chicken necks yeah before he would only like eat the mincers um so it's only now and he is now well he will be eight in April so like it's took you know so many years to get them used to it um but it's just that it's just taking that time and then you know they will they will always love the McDonald's like we do yeah. <laughs> but that's what we can do um great so where how do you think changing how do you think feeding fresh food to your dogs has changed your life personally it's made me more aware of what I'm feeding them because I like I said in the past I didn't I didn't know what was in dog food I just put it in a bowl and gave it to them it's made me more aware and I've managed to look at signs and symptoms so if I've noticed say during summer hay fever Maggie's got gungy eyes in the past I probably would have just gone don't know what that is um it's probably nothing it's a dog but now I'm noticing okay it's probably a bit of hay fever I put this, that, and the other in a food, and then you can see the improvement, which yeah. is rewarding. Because at the end of the day, these dogs are like my children; they're like my little yeah. babies, and you you do anything for them and try and keep them healthy. Yeah, you do, and that is the same for a lot of people. And you know, it always has been, but I think even more so now because I think a lot of um, a lot of people tend to have dogs over children these days as well. Mm. So that's where they're like, you know, putting more effort into their dog's meals than what they do their own. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I find it fun as well. Like, yeah. I'd never have gone to Morrison's and picked up some lamb hearts and... Um, Being pizza. excited to get home to chop them up and feed them to the dog. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm the same. You get a, a delivery from um, a line and it's full of offal and loads of random bones. And like me and my husband are like, guess what animal this is from? Like playing <laughs> random game with each other. And 
making up like the like doing DIY meals and making up um like new recipes and things. It's fun and it's to be, I don't know what else I'd be doing with my Sunday afternoon. So well, why not? You see, I love uh, that. Um so do you think so did you did you struggle at first when you started feeding fresh food to to Maggie, I'm guessing, because Rosie has only just joined. So when you first started feeding fresh food to Maggie, was there anything in particular that you struggled with? Like was there um overwhelming amounts of information available or you know what what kind how did you navigate that? So I'd say yes, there is a lot of information available, but I kind of, for me, I, I wish I could do this with every aspect of my life, but I can't. I just, pick, I did it gradually. So I picked out little bits that I wanted to focus on at first yeah. um, and then built it up from that. So I know that Maggie loves fish. So I started off like looking into um, fish and oily fish, why fresh fish is better than um I oil like pre-made oils and things and um worked started with that and then got Maggie thank god loves fruit and veg so moved on to fruit and veg adding um different types into the meals like all the different colors of the rainbow blending them freezing them I just did it gradually really um until I'd got all the different pieces of the jigsaw and put it all together yeah i think sometimes when you first start something if you start small and then you get used to that small bit you then start feeling a little bit more comfortable taking out like a bigger chunk of information and making that and then before you know it you've got the full bowl that you've pieced together yourself so that, that is a really really yeah that is a great great piece of advice i think a lot of people do get over overwhelmed when they think about fresh feed feeding for dogs but it doesn't have to be that way so that's really good um so did you consult with someone about which kind of fresh foods to feed or did you sort of do just do your own research i did some of my own research online um but through the powers of instagram i've been very lucky to meet some great friends which are all like-minded dog mums um and i think sometimes you can think that social media is very negative and very judgy mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong some parts are but i found that on this side of Instagram with the, where the food is concerned and supplements and dog's health, everyone has been so friendly and so helpful. And like, there's, there's literally no judgment. If you turned around and said, oh, my dog gets um, a tin from the supermarket um, three times a day, no one would judge you, but mm. you'd, you'd ask for a bit of advice and they're always there to help. So I think I'd say 80% of it has come from friends and advice from social media oh well that's that's good to know so that anybody that feels like they might be alone in it they just need to have a little look around in the community i do think that um the instagram community for dogs and their parents is absolutely amazing like the, having the pet shop i mean i've met so many dogs virtually i've met so many dogs and their owners and you do form great friendships and i think when you find pet parents that are on, are on their own fresh feeding journey they themselves know how you know controversial it can be and how difficult it can be to navigate so i think that's why there is a lot of um sort of non-judgmental attitudes out there but don't get me wrong there are some spaces within the online community that can be really you know kind of um 
judgy and aggressive and things like that but as long as we don't pay attention to it and we just focus on our own path then we should be okay so it sounds like you've done okay navigating social media anyway I try to. <laughs> yeah it's a rabbit hole isn't it I think oh gosh yeah um so has has there been any downfalls on your fresh feeding journey like has there been something you've tried and had to change or any health problems risen from it I wouldn't say there's been any health problems. I think for me, it's I need to keep up, keep it up. If I work, cause I work away from uh, from home quite often. So if I've gone away for three days and not prepped the food or left her husband in charge, um, <laughs> it's hard to get back into the swing of things. And then if I'm yeah. getting like nine o'clock at night and and the last thing I want to be doing is um cutting up some liver and that um I think that's probably my weakness is yeah. I'll get into a routine of proper um, prepping everything and then I'll hit a brick wall and forget for a week and then it's hard to get back onto it yeah. but health-wise I've not I've not noticed any problems I think it's the hardest bit is like with with the supplements say um because rosie's on supplements for her joints yeah it's keeping on top of that because there's no point just doing it for two or three days and expecting miracles you need to keep on top of it and keep the dosage of what's recommended which in a big dog can often be quite a lot so yeah. you're constantly having to order more um and things like that so i think that's probably one of the struggles is being prepared yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it is a big mental load, really, as well, isn't it? And I think that's why a lot of people tend to like the ready-made meals um, and things like that because it is so much more convenient. Um, but I mean, I prefer to do DIY because I like feeding different things. I like feeding them in chunks, and then you know the teeth get a good clean with the big raw meaty bones and things like that. But I do understand where ready-made raw comes into play. Like you say, when you get home, you've been working away. The last thing you want to be doing is chopping up a slimy beef liver, or you know, if it's not even been out of the freezer, you know, you've got an emergency situation where you're raiding the pantry for the tins of sardines and things like that. Yeah. Um, but prepping, prepping can be hard and it is sometimes hard to stay organised. So do you prep yours? Do you do like a week in advance or how do you I do your prep? To. I try yeah. to at the weekend. I'll um, get everything out, go to the shop, prep everything. Uh, the blenders go in. I'll make my little frozen veggie bites and everything. Um, Tupperware is everywhere. But then once you, uh, yeah, it might take an hour to do it all on a Sunday afternoon but then it's done for the week yeah um, and then once you've done it it's so easy you just need to remember to take it out the freezer I know and I think the first time you meal prep you kind of like oh there's so much going on I don't really know what I'm doing but then every time you meal prep the time it takes you to meal prep reduces I think I did some I did a six-day meal prep the other day and it no word of a lie it took me 15 minutes yeah for Barney, for Barney, because I do Barney's first, then I do Boris's, because Barney will eat the big chunks. He's he's a Boston Terrier, but he does like the big chunks. So he will, I literally just have to just chop it up a little bit for Barney. So his meal prep is sort of easy as pie at the minute. Boris, however, prefers them to be smaller. So his takes me a little more time. But I think once you get used to it, the quicker it gets. 
but yeah. I mean an hour's not really long is it for the sake of just defrosting it um during the week so yeah um so what would you say is the best thing about your natural journey what's the what's the best thing that you have learned or the the aspect that you have learned the most from I think it's some it's something that I can share with other people so now I found myself like because some of my friend like my dog mum friends that are watching me on Instagram on their personal accounts their dogs don't have Instagram they're just watching because they and viewing Maggie and Rosie because they like they like to keep on top of it um they're asking me for advice now and yeah. they're saying oh my and I, I want to feed my dog this can you give me any advice have you got any advice on um this health problem that this dog's got and things like that which is which is nice so it's nice that I'm being able to share my knowledge yeah. what the people have told me and pass it on yeah that's lovely and I think as well you know if you are getting asked those questions and like you say if there is something that you're a little bit unsure of you can then go to your community your other yeah. fresh feeding community and sort of get the information from them and I think that that is a wonderful way for things to start for people because uh, word of mouth is like one of the most powerful forms of communication and you know we trust those that we know and you know once you start doing something and shouting about it that's when other people tend to catch on so that's great that means you're helping to inspire others to feed fresh food to their dogs so well done for that <laughs> um so is there anything you would say to other pet parents who may be struggling in starting to feed fresh foods to their dogs i'd just say give it a go obviously you've thought about it so you want to give it a go um and you know that it's the, like the best you you're obviously putting your dog's best intentions um are, are for feeding fresh so because you've had that thought act on it and give it a go start small um do your research ask around generally if people have got it on their instagram that that's what they're doing i reckon they'll offer advice and they'll offer help and if they don't they'll point you in the direction too yeah um so i think give it a go like start small and work your way up and feed the dog in front of you that's what yeah. I've been told a million times and I think that's one of the best pieces of, of information that I could ever that I've ever had so there's loads on online about weights um feed your dog this because you've got this type of dog and um feed your, your dog this amount of food because they're this weight and they're this breed but I think feed the dog in front of you if your dog's not eating at all because it's full cut it down um mm. and if your dog every dog's different so if your dog's got certain health problems you're going to feed for that i think just trust your gut you know your dog better than anyone so <laughs> it's true it's true that's a lovely bit of information thank you for sharing that i do and feed the dog in front of you is one of the it has to be the ultimate saying in in feeding dogs basically because i mean you know yourself you have two dogs who are different they eat different meals they eat different amounts of food and if you'd have gone based on their breed and based on their weight or their average weight of the breed then you might be overfeeding or underfeeding that dog so the key point is to start at the 2.5 percent of their body weight which is what i would do i would start at 2.5 percent of their body weight see how they go for a few weeks if they're too skinny 
put some more food in. If they're all right, keep it as it is. If they're putting too much weight on, reduce it some more. And that's all you need to do. You just need to learn how to kind of navigate and how to see if your dog is sort of like skinny or fat, yeah. <laughs> basically. And don't yeah. beat yourself up about it because I think no. sometimes you can get a bit, why is my dog not eating that? I've just spent I've just spent all Sunday afternoon prepping oh, yeah. that. You will yeah. eat it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just don't don't take it personally and don't take it to heart. Like people put food in front of me and I'm like, I don't want to eat that. I know. Especially especially if their dog dogs have been fed a different diet for a long time. Um, or even just for a short time if they've been fed it since a puppy, you know dogs they like what they know and sometimes you might even only be able to add the smallest piece of like raw food to their bowl for a few weeks till they start eating it and then increasing it but it's just having that patience and bearing with your dog let your dog navigate the way um and let them tell you when it's ready unless you just do a cold turkey switch <laughs> which is what i did with mine i just switched some cold turkey <laughs> it was right, really literally. yeah literally <laughs> just stopped feeding the rubbish food the rubbish food one day and started with the raw and that was it i mean barney was on raw from when he came home so he's always been raw fed and you know you can tell because he's such a strong dog like he's just so muscular for a boston terrier i mean they're only skinny little skinny little doggies anyway but he is you can tell he's been raw fed all his life boris not so much but yeah um so just to touch on the bits about social media so you said that you got a lot of support from your social media uh, from the raw feeding community the fresh feeding community um so what would be if you shall tell us what are the pros of being on social media and being within the the fresh food community for dogs so when i tell people that my dogs are on instagram they look at you as if you've lost the plot <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it sounds really sad that my dog's got an Instagram. But it doesn't though, it doesn't. I think that you're gonna get one of two responses when when you yeah. when you say the statement, it's either gonna go really well or <laughs> but that but when you explain to people like I've met so many friends through social media and like-minded friends as well. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my best friends that are like my home friends. They asked me to go and do something on a Saturday afternoon and or Saturday night. I'm like, I can't because I've got the dogs. I like, I can only stay out a certain amount of time. I I, I want to get home to my dogs. Uh, <laughs> whereas like the Instagram community, you've got every everyone's got the same opinion. So everyone wants to do stuff with the dogs. So you go and meet people with the dogs, yeah. and everybody has the same problems with the dogs like the group chats that i'm in well i'll wake up to the morning in the morning it'll be my dog's balls are red and itchy what do i do and it's like <laughs> so many conversations like groups of people that can have those conversations and there's no and it's great because things have happened to my dogs that have been on the chat previously and i scroll back up and go ah oh, they, they suggested that that's great yeah. so mm -hmm. i think from the friendships i've made like all over the country all different breeds of dogs all like-minded people it's just been it's just been great and like i said with the fresh feeding community we'll all offer each other advice if if our dogs poos are hard one day we're like oh have you tried this or yeah. get down to morrison's there's a special offer on on 
on hearts or something i will or there's if there's a special offer on an instagram um small business we all help each other out and promote things and if we see something that work for another dog we're like oh, have you seen this 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 would work for your dog it's it's just been like great i've never met half of these people in real life but i've got them as like my really good friends <laughs> i think that's usually the case isn't it i know some of some of my best friends i've met through instagram through having a small business um and because i am quite antisocial normally mm. um i just don't have time for real life friendships that's my problem yeah um it's just fat life is just far too busy especially with human babies in the mix as well <laughs> like you think you're busy with dogs wow are you busy with human babies um but yeah there's, there's, and it, social media can be so empowering and inspiring and things like that and i think it's great that people do share the stories because sometimes if you do have someone who is quite introverted and doesn't really want to speak out, they might just watch from the sidelines, but they also, they kind of feel that support, mm. even though they're not not joined in with it, if that makes sense. So I think that's another good thing about social media. Um, so following that, what are the cons do you think? In your personal experience, what have been the cons to your social media? So there can be quite a lot of pressure to obviously, obviously, on Instagram you get followers you post pictures there's a lot of there's sometimes there's a lot of pressure to get x amount of followers x amount of um likes on your photos and there can be quite a lot of competition going on with that um and also like I said it's a very very small part of the dog community on Instagram but there can be some judgment with what you're feeding your dogs um how you're training your dogs what you dress your dogs in um that and even sometimes now i'll feel judged even that if i'm if i'm not being i'll i'll be sometimes like oh is this post a bit too weird to put on is are people gonna have something to say about this and then sometimes i'll send it to other people and be like oh do you think i should say this or not um there is always that in the back of your mind but i think that's just only natural and human and you can't please everyone or every dog no you definitely can't and i know there's been things that i've posted whether it's been on a business page um well to be fair i am not really personally on social media much like i used to have an account for the boys but i just couldn't keep up with it not when i had the pet shop that it was basically just all pet shop um but there's been some things and i think with fresh fresh feeding especially you do get some controversial topics and um you do get some really you know rigid attitudes on you should do this and you should do that and people just you know if you don't do it this way you're doing it wrong which fair enough people are entitled to their own opinion um but i think it's how you kind of receive those comments and receive that information that will make you know depend on how it impacts you because i think if somebody puts a, a bit of a comment on one of my posts so i'll read it and initially i'll think what yeah and then and then and then i'll give it an hour and then i'll be like you know it's okay <laughs> 20 positive comments you get you might get one negative comment and you can't stop thinking about that negative comment and then but i always think as well sometimes if if a random mum put a photo of her kids in mcdonald's on social media would you comment saying that's so bad for your kids why are you feeding them that <laughs> like you, you wouldn't would you well, i like, think some people would though 
but oh. those kind of people that's yeah. what i mean yeah that's, it's always yeah, gonna be so. that's it you just know that them type of people and you just yeah. need to do what's right for you and i think that's another thing like what's right for you at one moment in your life and one one even just one day of the week might not be right for you another day like mm -hmm. one day they could get fed the most gourmet meal which is like textbook perfect for these dogs and then the <laughs> next day you're like i've got in at nine o'clock at night i've got nothing out the freezer you're having a tin of sardines and liking it yeah like, it's it's hit and miss isn't it and it's it i think i think that's what and don't believe everything you see on instagram sometimes you think these people are making apps making these meals every single day for the dogs three times a day they ain't like it, um, everybody's human and everyone makes mistakes so yeah. you're only putting the best ones on aren't you most of the time yeah i mean i i use the same i use the same licking mat plates we use those every day um and i don't really put mine in a fancy order or anything like that i just basically get it out of the tub stick it on the plate i mean i don't know if i've got any pretty pictures of raw food on mine or if i have it's not something that i have done because i <laughs> i'm more focused on the benefits of the food rather than how it looks barry doesn't care how it's placed on the on the ball he really doesn't care <laughs> boris definitely doesn't care because i mean if i give barney a big duck neck he's gonna drag it around the kitchen anyway while he's yeah. making his way through it so he doesn't Why care do, dogs do that I think it's just natural. It's natural. They're trying to take it to a safe place where they can concentrate a hundred percent on chewing that that like that raw meaty bone or that piece of food, where they're not going to be disturbed by anybody else. Because like in the wild, there there would be a group of them all feeding off the same carcass or the same kill and things like that. So they'd probably take a piece of it and be like, right, this is mine. I'm going over here. Nobody's taking this. This is mine. Which is why when you feed them raw meaty bones and stuff, they can be quite resource guardish when they do yeah. it. Because they're like, oh my God, this is amazing food. I'm keeping it. It's mine. But as well, because it takes a lot of effort to chew, like if you, I mean, you feed, you feed uh, Rosie, the big chunks is it yeah yeah so if you've ever like watched a chew on a duck neck it doesn't just chew come off swallow it down they're literally like swinging it around out there while they're chewing on it yeah so i think it's just to basically sort of like hey right i'm gonna focus just on this and bugger everybody else kind of thing but i think that is why but yeah you know guaranteed he's gonna drag it around the kitchen yeah and i'm just like you know i'm not placing that in a fancy bowl for you to just with it anyway <laughs> no, I, just like that now i have to give it over outside because it just yeah. gets all over my kitchen <laughs> i know i know and then you've got to clean everything but where we live as well at the minute it is super waterlogged everywhere oh. like we literally oh. it's floods all around and so if i kick him outside to eat it just come in like black bright so <gasps> we have to eat in the kitchen and i have to deal with the mess but hey ho it's part of what we do. It's part yeah, of what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so touching on that, I do think one of the downsides of social media is is the negative comments. But I think one way that we can combat this is to stay within our own supportive community and just focus on your own journey. And then, you know, 
fair enough pull information lean on other people for support and things like that but don't pay any attention to what anyone else is doing because your dog might have particular health issues or they might you know not all dogs get on with raw food anyway so you might have to feed a home cooked diet or you might just prefer to feed a home cooked diet and that kind of thing or you might just only be able to afford kibble with some fish put on the top which is completely fine and nobody should try and make people feel bad if that is what kind of position they are in so i think if you just focus on your own journey and take it one step at a time because social media can be really ugly at times but thankfully i haven't had any experiences that reflect that and it doesn't sound like you have either no i think it's it's been really positive for me that's why i'm still there well yeah that's good that's good and now you've got two dogs who have accounts each yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which um what are your plans for the future um for your natural journey like does it go further than fresh food or you know do you have kind of goals that you've got for maggie and rosie stages you want to get to or anything like that or are you happy where you are and you're just going to plod on i think with rosie for the time being she's pretty she's pretty good where she is right now um she's she's absolutely loving her food she if she could eat it a little bit quicker that would be great leave <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen door open and it's freezing in the living room um but with maggie keep slowly introducing the fresh food um keep on top of it and i think that keeping the consistency up to make her um realize that it is it is good food yeah you can't have mcdonald's all the time <laughs> she'll get there bless her she she's probably just trying to put a foot down a bit oh yeah she's stubborn mm. yeah definitely stubborn and she doesn't like treats either maggie like yeah. she eat, like um natural treats like a bone or something but she's not bothered about training treats or anything like that and i think that's because before we had her she'd never had treats before so that's something that we're trying to um trying to progress as well as get some oh bless her yeah <laughs> so does she will she eat like the rabbit ears and things like that or is it yeah yeah things like that the smellier the better yeah uh, she loves anything that's hairy um but like little like little training little, little tidbits like she's not yeah. bothered no yeah you see my dogs love the little the little training treats and things but um i can't give them like i can give them rabbit's ears and i can give them chicken feet but anything bigger or longer lasting and there's just all hell breaks loose in the house because they each want each other's chew so they yeah, want they've got the same they've got the same yeah. they've always got the same they and they each want each other's but they don't want the other one to have theirs either so they both want both chews and i mean barney will chew his and he will eat his through but boris will carry it round for days and literally sort of like become attached to it like it's a part of him and it just causes too much stress for the dogs and for everybody else in the house so we don't have treats like that <laughs> no, i get it but maggie will eat her treat really really quickly and then rosie will take ages chewing hers like she'll lick it and chew a little bit off it and keep looking at it like oh this is really nice so maggie's finished hers and is like why is she still going she thinks she's had a bigger one or a better one or an extra one oh like, yeah you're reading you've just eaten it <laughs> 
Oh, that's good that she takes her time, though, because then she's getting the mental enrichment from it as well. Well, yeah, it keeps her quiet. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. Good. Okay. So thank you, Megan, for joining us on the podcast today. It's been lovely chatting with you and getting to know about your fresh feeding journey. So thanks for sharing. Um, hopefully you will be able to make progress with Maggie in the future and Rosie keeps on eating like she is. Um, if you ever come across anything new or you have changes to your story and you're happy to share them, we would always be happy to have you back. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Now it's been wonderful. Thank you for being our first guest on the show. My pleasure. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to another great episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. Don't forget to check out the caption for any links discussed here today. And please, if you enjoyed the show, follow along and listen for free on your favourite podcast app. If you have any questions or would like to share your story, feel free to email me at my dog made me do it naturally at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Purpose of this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted as advice from a veterinarian or other professional. It does not form a client relationship with me, the host, or any guest speakers, and any information is not intended to and does not diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. And my guests express our own views, thoughts and opinions as individuals and the podcast neither endorses or opposes the views, products or services discussed here. If your pet is ill, always seek advice from your veterinarian. I am not a veterinarian and I do not treat disease or offer medical advice.